Welcome to the Unconventional Leadership Podcast, a weekly podcast where we dive into the latest leadership news, tips, and strategies. I'm your host, Mike Sipple Jr., co-founder and the CEO of the Talent Magnet Institute, best-selling author, speaker, and podcaster. The Unconventional Leadership Podcast boldly tackles the top-of-mind issues leaders face daily. Through insightful interviews with experts from various industries and backgrounds, we unpack the skills, traits, and mindsets crucial for effective leadership in today's world. Whether you're a seasoned leader seeking to stay ahead of the curve or aspiring to develop the skills and insights to succeed, the Unconventional Leadership Podcast has something for you. Join us each week as we challenge the status quo and explore what it means to be an unconventional leader. Welcome back, everyone. I'm so glad you joined us today to hear a familiar voice and some great leadership insights from our dear friend, Mehmet Yuksik. Uh, Mehmet is a globally seasoned and accomplished strategic business leader with demonstrated track record of building high-performing teams and delivering sustainable, profitable, and best-in-category growth. I, for one, have walked alongside of Mehmet in that exact space with him, and it has been a forever honor. Um, Mehmet is an innovative and adaptive leader with successful assignments across North America, Italy, Turkey, a strong pedigree in marketing, sales, operations, and in consumer goods. Uh, Mehmet, thank you so much for joining me for your third round and uh, now branded Unconventional Leadership Podcast. Delighted to be with you today. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Well, it's it's always an honor to have um, a friend, a colleague, a mentor, an advisor, and a fellow voice back in the studio. And I'm only excited to share this with uh, with all of our listeners. So community, you may know Mamet and may go, oh my gosh, I can't. I'm so excited to hear him again. Um, if you've been walking with us on the journey, if you've had the opportunity to pick up our recent book, People Fusion, uh, you also will note that uh, part of that chapter in that book, Unconventional Leadership, is really defining the unconventional leadership that I've seen demonstrated in Mamet Yuxik's leadership style. So uh, it's an honor to have you and to kick off another great conversation. Mehmet, so can you share with us, with our listeners, leadership principles that you live by? There's a certain tenet that you've set up for yourself, and I'd love to share that with the audience. Um, so your leadership principles, uh, could yes. you share that with our? Absolutely. There's a lot, but I boil it down to three things. From my perspective, number one would be what I call the 3H principle. Uh, I coined it uh, as such. And this is, I try to lead with my head, uh, my heart, and my hands. So I believe the first two are pretty straightforward when people talk about leadership, the head and the heart. The hands piece, you know, that really speaks to the human connection. And it's about um, really being people-focused, not just task-focused. So it is really about being accessible, approachable, and uh, relatable, and um, uh, first and foremost, visible. So visible, accessible, um, and then relatable. So this is very important to me. 
And I think it should be important to each and every single leader at any, you know, on different levels of the, any, or any, any organization. Um, because, um, that's the core of, uh, of leadership in terms of setting the tone and actually modeling the behaviors and making sure that you are training your people, the teams that you have in the organization as the foundation uh, of, uh, of anything you do, any success, any sustained success. Nothing happens without the people, but the right people in the right seats. So that is, that is important to me. That's number one. And Mehmet, are those things that you have always carried with you? Or was there a point in your career where you said, ah, I finally figured it out how I want to lead, how I want to show up. Here's my three core tenets. It's a journey. You, you know, 25, 30 years, you know, ago, I didn't know what I didn't know. And then you learn. And that's in, that, that speaks to the idea of being a learning person and a learning organization and hmm. hoping to be able to, you know, work and then thrive in a working uh, environment and um, a learning environment. So no, uh, I think it comes with time. It comes with experience, interactions, and your own journey. So um, I do believe certainly that, you know, my, um, uh, especially six, uh, my seven, eight years with PVM in North America uh, at the very beginning in the first couple of years, they were very instrumental in time in terms of, you know, building and clarifying and solidifying that kind of thought leadership. Um, yeah. As I came to a whole different culture and different country uh, and learned and just keep an open mind and then, you know, again, learn. And that that has somehow they were distilled, I think, in yeah. time. So um, and I'm I'm still you know up for learning. I'm, I'm yeah. sure five years from now. I'll be defining this slightly different, but yeah. at the, the core of it is, I think it stands true. It's just timeless that, um, that, uh, treating the, the people as the foundation yeah. of, uh, yeah. of your business. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important as we come alongside of our listeners and our community to what you just referenced that like, it's important to be thinking about how do I define this moment? What do I want it to be known for? How do I want to be remembered inside of the organizations that I lead, which is what led you to some of your key leadership tenets that you've been able to bring forward with you through time. Um, but also what you just referenced is that we don't, we don't wake up one day and say, I'm going into the professional workspace and here's what I want to be remembered by. A lot of this is learned experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, back to what uh, episode 148 that we did together was around walking the walk and walking the talk in leadership. Um, so um, I had two more, if I may. Um, the second one is, um, I think speaks to, uh, it's to a general and universal truth is about listening. I think in today's time, uh, one of the most important skills that a, t a leader you know, should have is listening intently. And I look at this as, you know, um, when we are, and you, you are in this for a long time, you know, your legacy, your uh, family business and all that, leaders across the spectrum, we all want to retain, you know, we all want to attract and retain great talent, right? When we are recruiting, we want the best. So if you have the best, how do we really uh, make the most of that best and basically build on 
that person's strings and actually harness the collective you know, wisdom and the talent that you bring together. That can only happen for any leader to be 100% open about you know, listening and listening intently because this is about a collective uh, success. And it's not just about you, it's about, you know, it's not about me, it's about we. And if you want to strength, if you want to leverage that we, we need to be able to kind of sit down and make sure that we're listening to our people intently mm -hmm. with a purpose and understanding you know, um, what they're saying and what they're proposing and making sure that that gets recognized and somehow gets into, uh, the collective uh, decision-making process. Yes. That's why you have people, the best and the brightest. If you want to surround yourself with the best and brightest, you need to be able to tap on their strengths. Uh, and that starts with listening hmm. on every single you know, topic. So that's, to me, I think it's very important. Um, uh, and that also shows a vulnerability, I think, which is very important in today's environment. So when we talk about conventional, unconventional, for me, conventional is really more a thing is about, you know, the old style, you know, command and control, which no, which no longer works and then should not work in today's environment. And so far, I think in the last over, over, over 20 years, there's been a recognition about that. Um, so. It's, it's really about being vulnerable and making sure that you don't have all the, you know, making sure that people understand you don't have all the answers, but you have the answers by bringing everyone together and uh, going after one, one uh, you know, one particular decision. And the third one, which is related to that, is uh, to be able to lead with humility and confidence. So that humility is the piece about, um, I don't know what I don't know. I'd rather be right coming out of a meeting, conversation, a collective conversation, than going into it, mm -hmm. right? Obviously, you wow. bring a lot of value with your experience, your technical leadership, and whatnot. Um, but it's about the collective, let's say, strength of the team. Uh, and then being confident you know, enough to be able to make the final call and hold each, each and everyone accountable and ask each and everyone to hold one another accountable. Mm -hmm. Just speak with one voice and act with one voice that goes to the alignment. So that journey from humility to confidence is an interesting one for a leader. Mm -hmm. Mehmet, as you've walked into environments and, and taken over teams and gotten to know organizations and where everyone is, why the organization's moving forward or why it's not moving forward, what are some of the kind of emotions or experiences you've had where it's been enlightening of, yes, they are aligned or no, they're not aligned. And here are the things we need to do to help get them aligned. Like, where do you start? If I'm working on a team that's not aligned, I need to get them aligned. But how do I, what do I, how do I begin that process of creating the alignment and the clarity and the visibility that you're referencing? Mm-hmm. It starts with some strong, I think, um, assessment. And for you to be able to assess the situation, you need to be able to, you know, listen and ask the right questions and listen to people and then have them explain to you and describe to you what's working, what's not. And then you do that with uh, each and every single member of the team, right? And then you process them and then, then you come up with one or two, three different insights about why the situation it is 
the way it is. Um, that that is fundamental, and uh, asking the right questions um, and open-ended questions to understand um, why the people are feeling the way they are, and uh, that is uh, that's number one step for me. Um, and that uh, and then speaking back to the team in terms of what you have learned and what you have come up with, and making yeah. sure that checking with them that hey, actually collectively. Yeah, it makes sense. I think you've summarized it well. You know, if, if there are three things, three insights, and that that insights then should lead to, so what, right, for the organization. So mm -hmm. where is from to? Uh, if we are here and if we define where we want to be, mm -hmm. uh, how are we going to get there? You know, the so what piece and then goes to the now what piece, mm. right? uh, how that leads to also key initiatives and key actions across the board. So that that whole in its entirety, um, I think is a, is a very, very healthy process that unearths, mm -hmm. you know, a, a number yeah. of, you know, realities about the business. Well, one of the things that I've experienced working alongside of you and the teams that you've led we referenced earlier of building high performing teams and delivering sustained, profitable and best in class uh, growth. Um, those are things I would say that any of us listening should want in our lives and in our work experiences, right? Helping build high performing teams that are around us, delivering sustained, profitable and best in category. It's what we wanna be known for. It's what we're striving to do in our organizations. It's why we, work for the companies that we work with because we believe the impact that it can have. But how does one do that? How do we sustain success and growth? How do we build um, that best in category experience? Uh, what would you share with our listeners for that? Um, in my own experience, um, over the years, um, come to learn and um, appreciate um, the organizational health, you and I, we talk about that a number of times. Um, mm -hmm. And um, certainly has an element of culture, you know, how you build the culture, what culture, you know, you're talking yeah. about. It's slightly more than that, in my view, it's the organizational health. And um, it is, it's, you know, again, what, for example, Patrick Lencioni talks about, it's about the intelligence uh, being very important, but health being even more important because in the end, if there's no health, organization health, then in intelligence is not gonna, gonna last. So uh, yeah. it begets, you know, the organizational health begets and trumps, you know, intelligence. Mm -hmm. uh, for you to be able to tap into and use intelligence, you need to have the right organizational health. And that is, mm -hmm. Uh, a number of things coming together, obviously some core values and then how those core values uh, are, you know, uh, translated into top three, four shared behaviors. Okay. Um, and how, as the leaders in the organization, you model those behaviors to be able to actually, before you even, you know, ask people to adopt, you know, those yeah. behaviors and then hold each other accountable to those behaviors. So some of the fundamentals of making sure 
that it's a trust-based relationship across the board. Without, without trust, nothing happens, right? Mm-hmm. It's trust-based relationships across the board. Um, and, and it is not uh, about agreement, 100%. It's not about 100% consensus. It's about having the, the healthy platforms and supported platforms where you empower and enable people actually to have a vigorous and rich debate about the hard realities of the business to be able to move into, okay, what are we going to do about it? And what, and then these are the things we're going to do. And then everyone's going to be focused on delivering those. And we're going to act and speak with one voice. We, we maybe do not agree with each and every single detail of that plan, but we know that we have been heard and our views, our input, our thought leadership have been harnessed into what we have in front of us, and it's for a greater in- greater outcome, right? Uh, and that's what you pursue, and uh, and you check in, and you make sure that it is, and you don't you don't take it for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, leaders need to think about the uh, you know this reality every single day. Okay, how are we doing? Um, one thing, uh, for example, I have come to do over the years uh, in my one-on-ones, and one-on-ones are very important to me um, in terms of getting the information, learning about the business, as well as checking in with my team members. But uh, if not every week, every, every let's say meeting, every other meeting, I would always finish with two questions. The number one is, how am I doing? And number two is, what else can I do to support you better? Hmm. So, uh, and this is about, you know, if this is at the top, then hopefully this cascades and into, in, into the entire organization. So hmm. these are ecosystem, you know, the, the, there's an ecosystem of so many things moving ahead, making one organization, you know, uh, unified, aligned, strategically and behaviorally. Uh, to be able to pursue the goals that they have put, you know, in front of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, that brings sustainability. Mehmet, I find often, probably more often than we would like, that there's organizations that don't have that level of clarity at the top, right? I mean, we have a strategy. We say, here are the things we're trying to do. However, there's people in the organization that really don't understand the goals and objectives and why we're doing what we're doing. They, you know, applied or joined the organization because it was a job. Um, But I've seen where a leader like yourself can take the individuals who believe they're here just for a job and really build a story, build alignment, create that type of environment where everyone in the organization are asking those two questions from the very top all the way down into the the front line or the front of service where they're either producing or serving the client most directly. Um, Have you found that to be true that there's organizations that out there that don't, it's almost they're like they're, they're running rudderlessly. They don't have the vision and the alignment and that's what keeps them from that long-term sustainable growth. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, You come across with so many different, organizations, you read about them, you know, or you, uh, through your connections and partnerships, uh, you experience some of those. It's so true. Some of them, they do have a clear, you know, goal, 
but they don't know how to get there. And that speaks to the execution piece. And it's about the implementation and being very intentional about what's working, knowing what's working, what's not working. So being very truthful about hard realities of, of the business. And, you know, give me the bad, give me the good news and the bad news uh, every single time. I always ask, not just the good news, but the bad news so that we can do something about it because we should be doing something about it collectively. So you, you're right. And sometimes they, just, they run. It's just basically they run and run and on, but they don't know where they're going. And there's no, yeah, it's, of course, any, any business wants to grow, create value, create wealth, right? Um, and then uh, be ahead of the competition in the marketplace. That, those are fundamentals. Those are, you know, table stakes. They don't, they don't differentiate you from another business. It's just that how are you going to get there? That's the thing. That is the most important question. Of course, you come across with it. Uh, it's really being intentional about um, how you lead, how that's visible. Just again, as we spoke in the, in the, you know, at the very beginning, you need to make sure as leaders of the organization, you need to make sure that you create opportunities to connect with each and every single one across the organization and um, and ask questions and listen and in return also share your opinion as to how things are moving and make it turn it into a value creation. So whether it's in the field with the salespeople on the factory floor or in the office, you need to be intentional uh, in terms of your visibility, in terms of how you interact with uh, with your team members just beyond you know, your interest in their well-being, right? And then, then, and then uh, their happiness, both in and out. It's about, okay, um, let's also, you know, when we talk about business, you know, what do you think? Uh, so these questions are, are important and they can't be asked only once in, you know, in a, uh, in a month. They need to be asked multiple times. Um, with the, you know, and creating those platforms, um, and creating those uh, interaction moments are extremely important. Uh, but once you have that conversation at different levels, um, and once you reach an alignment as to where you where you want to be and what you want to do, then you execute that you know uh, relentlessly. Now, what if I'm a first-time supervisor and I'm on second shift or I'm a manager of supply chain and just joined the organization or I'm a director of marketing that has a fairly new team and I'm trying to build and figure out the group that I'm now set to lead? Does anything, does everything you have shared transpire to me? Can I do it too in the job that I'm sitting in despite my title, level, or function? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that speaks to the entire organization. Number one, the, 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 the first and the most important thing the organizations uh, could do uh, to help this person to succeed, to, to thrive in that role is definitely a great onboarding, right? Making sure that that person beyond the interview process, this person knows very well what the ecosystem of values and behaviors and how we do business, the way of doing business at that organization, number one. Number two is, okay, what are the greater overarching goals of the business, right? And then letting that person define 
his role or her role and the success of, um, of that, um, you know, the, the realization of that goal, right? Uh, maybe there are already some, uh, uh, some thoughts and some plans put together. Okay. Let's review. And then what, what is your, you know, unique take and the value you're going to bring to that particular set of, you know, um, the goals and actions and initiatives that need to be done in the service of greater, you know, outcome. So, um, that, that is, that is critical. And then yes, a team leader, um, any team leader, I think, uh, is responsible from good and, uh, and, and strong uh, team leadership. So, and that, that's, that is, um, being about that. What we talked about is the, not only being task focused, but also people focused because you're not going to be able to do it alone. You'll have to rely on your team and the team cross-functional team cross-functionally, you'll have to rely on different relationships to make that, you know, yeah. uh, to bring that to life. So, yes. So what if I find, I'm just kind of playing this down for our listeners. If I'm in an environment where my CEO and our C-suite team isn't providing the clarity that would help me be most effective as a VP or director or manager or supervisor. Can I set it within myself? Can I like take the reason why I'm here, the purpose, why I'm with this organization, what I believe we're trying to do as a company and like, you know, call it paint the cathedral, build the vision for my team, even though I'm not getting it from the top down or what would you recommend in that type of environment? You can for sure. Um, my recommendation would be certainly give it a try and uh, try to actually maybe exemplify a great success story within that organization, within that environment that is so starkly, starkly different from what everybody else is saying. So okay. you may try and then you may role model it and then you could actually leverage it to create a story and feedback around if, uh, you know, if we did it this way, what would be the result, you know, what the result would be. So, um, definitely, um, there's always a reason to try, but I do believe certainly that for that to really be sustained, uh, and the mid to long term needs to be really nurtured and supported and enabled by the greater organization. So there's only so much, I mean, there's only so much one person can do. It's not about heroism. It's about change, being an agent of change. So by doing that, by trying that, you could definitely tap into your strength as being a change, you know, agent of change. But that could only go so far, mm. meaning in the mid to long term, the organization needs to nurture that, recognize that, and actually learn from that. If the, yeah. if the organization is not doing that, then there's going to be a lot of frustration um, yeah. for that particular, you know, person. And I can't blame the person. Yeah. 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 And that could be if you're, if you're listening and you feel like the team's just frustrated, it could very well be because the vision isn't clear. The message isn't clear. The style isn't clear. Matt, I love how you referenced earlier that I may not agree going into the meeting, but I need to have agreement and alignment coming out of the meeting. 
right? And if you find yourself constantly out of alignment, that's felt and transcended throughout all levels of your team. And people carry that home with them, right? That's one of the reasons why when you look at data, employees thrive in environments of clarity and engagement because that that clarity makes everything about work and life better. Um, it really transcends all borders. Yeah, uh, definitely. It's just the universal truth. Um, if we're not, yeah. you know, when you hop on a train, on a bus, and you're making a journey, you're going someplace, you want to know where you're going, right? That's you right. might have, want to have an idea about where the stops are, you know, where you're going to get some refreshment and this and that. So how are you going to be able to make that through mm -hmm. the end? So a bit of an idea, but more importantly, the destination is, is important. And this level of engagement, again, for the top leaders, particularly, it's not just a responsibility for the top leaders. This needs to cascade across the organization. So it's not just me as a CEO president. It's equally important uh, for my team members and for them to be visible, accessible, and relatable, and then them asking their team leaders, because mm -hmm. I have only so, so much time, right, um, in, in, in any given week. And it's not an excuse not to uh, uh, connect, but it's just physical. You know, there's a physical limit. And it's not just about me, it's about the entire organization. Um, even, for example, um, in the, the course of time in the, in the United States, particularly every single time, I uh, wanted to work with a you know sales leader, um, you know by nature, right? Their job is includes a lot of travel, um, mm -hmm. even you know uh, after a pandemic like COVID and all that. And there are certain things that need they need, you need to do in person that's better in person, and they need to uh, be out there. But I always require them to spend a certain amount of time in the office in the factory or, uh, you know, uh, in the, uh, in the headquarters, mm -hmm. because that visibility is, is, is critical. That accessibility is that relatability, that conversation, that learning is critical. Mm -hmm. It's just, uh, nothing, nothing, you know, um, substitutes that. So yeah. yes, this needs to be cascaded across the organization. Mm, so powerful. And I, um, one of the things I wanted to share as a part of the people fusion work, we really highlighted what you just referenced, right? The fact that there were individuals on your team that had never experienced that type of connection, that type of trust in an environment. And part of it could also be what you just referenced, that you ensure that lifelong sales executives that work mostly remote because of their travel, their office is out of their you know home office. They come in, they meet the team, they build internal credibility. So when we, when we sell the team that's production understands like who to connect with if they have questions, how do I, you know, if I am supply chain and we're dealing with supply issues or what is our forecast? What is, if you don't know the team well, you don't feel safe enough to go directly to the source and address and have the right authentic needed discussions to move a business towards high sustainable growth. Instead, we just live in this dysfunction and so many environments live in that dysfunction. And Mehmet, you've worked, you've created environments that's been quite the opposite. 
And that's what's been so exciting to experience, to watch, to hear. You know, our listeners, you're you're hearing real live examples of things you can do today in the environment you're in to lead differently, to lead unconventionally in ways that you probably wish others would lead for you or been that example, or you know this is the kind of example I lead. This is why my team is so high functioning. This is why I'm so interested in things that the Talent Magnet Institute's putting out because I wanna lead boldly. I wanna lead with conviction and with strength and I wanna lead clearly for the team that's around me. Um, Mehmet, thank you so much for uh, the content that you've provided. I've got a few rapid fire questions for you. Um, so what is your definition of an unconventional leader? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I believe that would be a, just um, a, a combination of everything that we've just talked about. Definitely not. What it is not is not, you know, command and control. What it is, is really about treating the people uh, in your organization as the foundation of your business. And you are as strong as your foundation. Right? So being very intentional about that and not coming up with just, just you know, generic, um, uh, let's say goals around the business. And those are table stakes and everybody wants to go after financial results, right? Everybody wants to uh, make sure they have the right balance sheet and they have the right profitability and all that. Yes, of course. And that's the task part. But you, it's not just about being effective, uh, sorry, being efficient. It's also about being effective. So that's how you are effective, by focusing on and developing your team and making sure that they thrive in that environment. Everybody wants to be part of a winning organization. Right. Every single time. So it's, it's a combination of everything that we talked about, in my view, that makes it the ecosystem of unconventional uh, leadership, which I hope sooner or later, sooner than later, becomes a conventional leadership. Yes. I mean, yes. that, that's what we, we want to leave that behind and we want to make, we, we want to, we would like to, and hopefully everybody agrees and just we'd like to move in that direction where this is the real conventional leadership. That's right. That's right. right? That's so. certainly our big vision. And you know this because you've been with me since the day it became an idea uh, when I sat in your office eight not, you know, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years ago yes. and, um, and brought this vision up of what could be that one day people are going to lead differently. And we're going to try to do our best to lead the charge, to lead with intention and lead with, um, convention. Um, so could you share also one last question on what is the best leadership advice you've ever received? And who 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 shared it, and um, how has that impacted your career? Um, oh, there's so much, but um, I'm going to go ahead with. I love um, you know. Uh, I'd love to to read and then learn from um, uh, leaders from of, of the past, right? And there are so many, but one thing that I always abide by is. Um, Marcus Aurelius, uh, the Roman emperor, um, that, um, that he said, you know, don't say it if it's not true and then don't do it if it's not right. So um, it is just something that I always, you know, live by. 
Um, it is, uh, I think it's very fundamental. It's about full transparency, being, you know, uh, being present in the moment and uh, being very intentional about it uh, and surrounding yourself with truth and, uh, and with the, uh, the, uh, the, the right. So um, that's, that's what I always, uh, always value. And, and then there have been so many leaders who taught me to listen better, engage, you know, better. I think I am always very grateful for their gracious, you know, coaching over the years. So um, that's what I would say. That's awesome, Ahmed. Well, again, it's been a real pleasure um, to call you friend. Um, it's an honor to have you back uh, for the third round on our podcast. Um, I hope our listeners and community uh, enjoyed this discussion. As I tell everyone, please take the promptings from today, the questions you might have, the things you'd like to ask a little bit more about, and let us know right? Our brand, we're very accessible. We're accessible to you because we want to walk, walk alongside of you on your journey. So Mehmet and I thank all of you for joining us. Mehmet, thank you for being a part of this. Thank you so much, Mike, for having me. It's been a, a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. Okay, everyone. So here's just a little bit more of the story uh, with Mr. Mehmet Yuksik that you just got to hear and enjoy. Um, so seven years ago, this is directly from People Fusion, uh, my most recent uh, book that came out as a collaboration of many different authors. Um, so at the point of writing this, seven years ago, I was at a conference for Perfetti Van Mel USA, which is where Mehmet Yuxik was leading. I was talking to someone new to his team, and I was curious about how the people strategy that Mehmet was leading was impacting the company as a whole. So I asked that individual what his experience has been so far. And that individual's feedback was, Mike, I've spent 30 years in sales leadership for some of the largest brands in the world. I've never been in a company where I felt like I could do my best work. This gentleman went on to say, not only am I enjoying it, but I feel that I'm in the safest place I've ever worked because it's the most aligned company I've ever been a part of. So some of the things that you just heard felt, you know, may have felt very complex. Some may felt very basic, but I will tell you that these types of insights that we're providing you, that our desire is to serve you, to walk on, alongside of you, is with an intent to help you provide some of the safest environments anyone has ever worked in. There was certainly a sense of great pride when I heard that as my team was working alongside of Mehmet and their leadership team to build out the organization. In fact, the individual who shared this with me was someone who we had placed and we had placed his boss as well. So that environment, that culture, that getting the team right was so critical to create this type of environment, but ultimately it was led by the vision and the desire and the outcomes that Mehmet and his leadership team and their cascading teams below them was providing to the organization. This employee confirmed all of this by saying, Mehmet Yuxik's leadership involves his team and partners in key things that are critical for the business. His building of relationships transcends the whole organization and enables all of us to do our best work. Mehmet's approach is all about building trust and knowledge. 
He's a CEO who sets the tone of transparency and trust throughout the organization. And our goal is to help you decide how are you going to build this kind of trust inside your organization. Mamet mentioned that trusted leaders are visible, accessible, approachable, and relatable. I also want to provide three questions that you can reflect on in creating this level of trust amongst your team. So question one, what do the people on my team think when I leave the room? Question two, how do the people on my team feel when I leave the room? And question three, how do the people on my team act when I leave the room? Do people trust you enough to show up at their best? Are you providing the kind of environment so that people can be at their best? I want to thank all of you again for joining us. Mehmet Yuksik, thank you for being a part of this journey that we've been on here at the Talent Magnet Institute. If not for leaders like Mehmet, I will tell you, we would not be where we are today. We would not be reaching thousands of individuals around the globe through our platform. We would not have the clients that we're serving, helping them build more effective teams and highly effective cultures to enhance the leadership of themselves and those around them. So I wanna thank you, Mehmet, for all that you do. Thank you all for being a part of this episode and joining us in this conversation to creating and being unconventional leaders and designing intentional cultures to stand apart from the rest. Look forward to seeing you all in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Unconventional Leadership Podcast. We hope you gained valuable insights and inspiration from today's episode. We invite you to join us on this journey of exploration and discovery as we continue to uncover the unconventional approaches and strategies that are shaping the future of leadership. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the Unconventional Leadership Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Being an unconventional leader means embracing new ideas and strategies to drive growth and innovation. So keep pushing the boundaries and challenging the status quo. And we'll see you next time on the Unconventional Leadership Podcast.